Let's do this fucking shit. Pain Train Productions presents Pain Train Pipe Bomb. Starring Ricky, a.k.a. The Prez. Karasu, a.k.a. Beefcake. Melissa, a.k.a. The EP. You can find all of our merchandise on shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash Pain Train Pipe Bomb or Pain Train Pipe Bomb threadless.com you can find all of our media and social networking on youtube facebook instagram milehighradio.com energyradio.com spotify twitch spreaker and ipmnation.com our intro music is insanity control What's up, everybody? It's Monday night this week, uh, the 13th of May, 2019, episode five. I episode know. five. I know. You know, after this is all said and done, we're going to have to eventually find another thing to do recaps of. But what, though? I don't know. There's going to have to be something. I, right? I heard that Gentleman Jack show is actually pretty good. I don't know. I may have to do that, start jumping in on that, or uh, find some to, new series that's coming up. I think Chernobyl's coming up. We're going to have to get that some That should be pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> this fucking goddamn lids. I wish I could cut, I cut this shit off. Um, got splashed in the face with some coffee just now, right in the eye. Uh, compliments of 7-Eleven for the, the splash of coffee in the eye. Holy shit. So we have Jenny it's Coffee just those, here. It's just those white cups. The black yeah, ones don't. Yeah, it does it, that all the time. The black one, if I could even splash the screen the here. The black ones don't do yeah. that because I have my black cup, but it doesn't do that. So, all right. So, episode five, they're prepping to go after King's Landing. Uh, John has returned to Dragonstone, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, opening scene is Varys. I actually remember this fucking name this time. Uh, in his room, writing out letters. And apparently there were quite a few already written yes. out sitting on the table. Uh, saying to everybody, hey, that Danny is not the true heir to the throne. It's fucking John. That John is the son of... Or Edard, if that's what you really want to yeah. call him. John is the son of... What's uh, up, Trin? Of, you know, the Targaryens and the Starks and... He's the true heir, and but then on the table, there's like two or three of them rolled. Yeah, so there, there was already a few of them there. Uh, there were rumors saying that there were not only just the letters that he was writing, but there was supposed to be like little dabs of poisons or whatever. Mm. That was a load of crap, because obviously that didn't happen, or anything else like that. Um, within that scene is the girl that was with him in the... Uh, well, I want to pull that up for a minute, if I can, because I did save an article that I found about it. Well, it's um, funny, though, because, I mean, she was in the crypts with, she was. with him she and was Tyrion yes. and uh, Sansa. Her name is Martha. Okay. Martha. Okay. So, I, a way to fucking so put somebody in I don't there know. Like, that, like after the show was on last night, people on Twitter went crazy because... There was a conversation between Varys and this little girl, Martha, when she came into the room. And this is what the conversation was. Varys said nothing, and Martha said she won't eat. He said, we'll try again at supper. She said, I think they're watching me. He said, who? He said, her soldiers. 
He said, of course they are. That's your, that's their job. What have I told you, Martha? She said, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. He said, go on. They'll be missing you in the kitchen. So when they had this conversation, people now on Twitter are thinking that because Varys was now so against Danny being on the throne, that he's been trying to poison her through food. Now, I don't know if this, if this really is a thing that comes to, uh, you know, comes into play. But it certainly sounds like it when you listen to their conversation now. Well, if that were the case, uh, you do see on the next scene, Tyrion walking in to, I guess, their meeting room. Or I, I know it's not Danny's private quarters because it's too open. But you see Tyrion, luckily enough, they only gave him fucking four stairs to walk down. Because I'm telling you... His little legs. His little legs would have been killing him by the time he got to the bottom half of the stairs. Uh, he walks in and, you know, he starts talking to Danny. And Danny is, like, pretty much... She looks like she hasn't, like, slept or eaten in, in like, Well, it's weeks. also for the fact is, is they, I think they went into that scene knowing the fact that they wanted to give her the delirium set up. Yeah. That there was absolutely like no makeup done. No, nothing. She looked nothing. Awful. I mean, she looked she looked legitimately her hair miserable. was all messed up, uh, which is so unlike her. Yeah, and it's it's kind of crazy, but you know they conversate, and it, again, just being the fact that uh, Tyrion's going to use the whole there's a traitor thing going on. Well, he walked right in, and and she said, you know, someone betrayed me, and he said yes, and she said who. And she said, was it Jon Snow? And he said, actually, no, it was Varys. And that's kind of where, like, shit hit the fan a little bit. But funny, though, how she automatically now flips it to instead of it being Varys, she's trying to now blame Jon. Well, because Jon told everybody that he was the heir. And now people are aware of it. And she wants to know why Tyrion didn't tell her that he knew and why he didn't tell her that he told Varys. And, you know, she's blaming John because John told his sister and she knew that if she told if he told them that word would get out. Well, I hate to say it, but which I eventually know led to if, if I ever have to go to Westeros, King's Landing or fucking uh, Winterfell. Never to fucking open your mouth because fucking people have big fucking mouths. Um, I think it was good of her, though, to share the information that she knew. I do, because they all kind of know that Danny's going a little crazy. I think she was just a lunatic to begin with. Because she just doesn't want to listen to anybody. And she has all of these people that are willing to tell her what to do. And she just doesn't fucking listen anyway. Mm. That's besides the point. But, But that conversation led... To Danny frying Varys. Yes. On the on the mountaintop, and everybody's standing around, and Tyrion went over and he said, It was me. Well, it's 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 funny how they said she she had sentenced him to death because I believe it was in season four, uh, when when he first got involved, he said she said to him, If you ever fucking betray me, I'm gonna fry you. I'm gonna fry you. And fucking shit sure, boom. Varys gets fried, and Tyrion's just standing there. He's like, oh, he fucked up. 
and that's the end of that, you know. Uh, but by that time, John had returned, uh, seeing the status of the troops that they were there, and Varys before he uh, becomes uh, KFC becomes uh, is t- is trying to say to John, you know, really you should just do your thing and and you know take over because there's going to be a big clusterfuck somewhere. And he just rightfully just says, no, you know, not said, I don't want it. He said, I don't want it. And he said, she's the queen. But that was, you know, the beginning. Najee, I, I think that she's going to fucking regret that. But I'm going to get to that a little bit later she's on. She's fucking crazy. Yeah, she's, well, she's crazy. She's lost fucking two she of just, her dragons. But so, and she just wants it so bad. Her, it's one of her, her best friends. And I mean, she's just literally been kicked in the veg. Over I mean, and most, over and over most again. Most guys get kicked in the balls. She got kicked in the veg. That's how that works. Uh, so pretty much now, like, some of the next scenes is Grey Worm, Danny sitting on her throne in Dragonstone, and Tyrion. Yes. Now, they're discussing these battle plans, and she's saying certain things... And Tyrion is trying to make sure that this whole situation doesn't get anything more fucked up than what it already is. Well, what he's trying to do is basically save the innocent people that are in the keep. Because, um, you know, when Danny's talking about stuff, she's just talking about blowing shit up. And he's saying, you know, he goes, if we can get them to surrender, he said, if they can ring the bells... He goes, don't, you know, don't do anything more than that. He goes, because there's innocent people. He said, and we don't want innocent people to get hurt. And that's pretty much what he was trying to convince her of while he was there. So now he he says this whole thing. Um, They really now kind of fast forward a little bit uh, to where now all the troops are and everything else. And John shows up. With the Onion King, you know, Mr. Smuggler himself, Tyrion, um, Sir Davos, Sir Davos, I still call him the Onion King, because he, he's just, again, synonymous uh, for smuggling, but, you know, they show up, John goes to, I guess, do something in his tent or whatever, and Tyrion asks Davos for a favor, and... Davos pretty pretty much is not really too sure about doing this favor, but I guess he succumbs to Tyrion's charm and gives him the key to what now Tyrion was told before he left to go meet up with the troops is that Jaime got captured trying to get back into King's Landing and the Red Keep. Right. So now he's being held hostage. Right. Uh probably one of the most emotional parts of the show. I'll let you take that one because <laughs> you got you got kind of weirded out on me on well, this. It's not, and, it's not a weirded know. out thing. It's just you know, like, from the beginning um, Jamie and Tyrion have always had this connection that Cersei and him didn't have. That You know, they, they were brothers. And Jamie saved his ass a million times. Tyrion saved Jamie's ass a million times. And, you know, he goes in and he goes to talk to him and he said, you know, go into the city. He said, take Cersei and the baby. He said, this is how you get out. Find the escape boat, leave. You know, he said, I'm trying to save you two. It's going to be bad. 
And he said, well, why are you doing this, all this for me? And he said, you're the only one that didn't treat me like a monster from the time I was, you know, from the time I was little. He said, you're the only one that ever treated me the right way. Well, I maybe and he I hugged have... him, and I think it might have been. I hate to say it, it might have been the first time Tyrion's cried. Like he sobbed on Jamie's shoulder for like a minute. You heard him. You know, I think it was an emotional thing for the two of them. It really was. It, it was one of those weird things, um, but also at the same time, now the Hound and Arya show up, mm-hmm. and they're riding through the camp. And one of the foot soldiers goes, well, who are you? What the fuck are you doing here? Um, Apparently, he doesn't pay attention to anything that fucking happens. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to kill Cersei. And then the Hound goes, well, yeah, you know, if you let us just go do what we got to do, you just may not die tomorrow. Uh, He said, who are you? And she said, I'm Arya Stark of Winterfell, and I'm here to kill the queen. And he went... Have fun. <laughs> well, like, I, it was pretty much like a... Well, he was supposedly you know? supposed to be going to talk to his captain. Oh, please. And they just kept riding through. They were like, you know what? Fuck him. We're not waiting. Uh, let's go in and fucking just do what we got to do. And, and that's it. So now, daybreak comes real fast. Because there's not very much that really... Uh, I mean, this was kind of like, let's hit the fast forward button and get this thing running on this hour and 20 minute episode. Which they didn't say it was supposed to be that long, but it ended up being that way anyway. As she spills the coffee all over the floor. Um, so now it's like, all right, a good well, night for coffee. there were kind of weird, twisted things about how a lot of this was kind of set up because the previews leading in showed John standing in two different spots. Yeah. And then as you watch the episode, I guess the people that had come up with these lovely things of saying, well, yeah, he was standing in two different spots. He technically wasn't. He was standing in on that little, like, ridge there or yeah. whatever behind the troops. He was not standing with them until the actual part of the right. attack came. So, uh, Tyrion had then mentioned to John and um, Davos, because oh, Davos. Davos was standing there, about the bells ringing. Yes. So, Grey Worm knew about this, but Grey Worm apparently just doesn't comprehend anything anymore. Because not only does he have a, not have a, a fucking penis and a fucking set of balls, apparently he doesn't have a brain at this point. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's just, well, he watched the woman that he loved die, so now in his head, he wants revenge just as much as everybody else does. Yeah, but I would be going after the fucking two people who did it instead of mm. everybody else that did it. That's where I find this getting a little bit more twisted than it was before. So, and they now fan, to my favorite part of King's Landing, Blackwater Bay. Mm-hmm. You see Euron and all his ships there, and they got all the fucking octopus fucking weapons ready, the catapults and uh, crossbows, and he hears the dragon somehow, and. Danny comes diving in on them in a direction that they weren't ready for. Yes. And starts blowing shit ships up. Like left and right. Yes. They fire the crossbows at the dragon. It does not fucking happen the way it did. Uh, I guess one dragon is a lot harder to hit than two. 
um, especially if you have an experienced person riding the dragon. I don't think, well, I don't think they were prepared for the first, you know, she knew what was there now. She didn't know what was there the first time. She wasn't prepared for that the, the, the last time when she rode in with the two of them. So she pretty much dismantles the fucking Iron Fleet. Yes. In like four fail swoops down on the fucking bay. Um, there's shrapnel and shit everywhere. Uh, you don't, you don't, however, see majority of the ship members like swimming away because they probably got toasted. Yeah, I would have to say. Well, at that point, you saw Yoron get flown off the boat. I think he jumped. I assumed he had died at that point, which I was wrong. But we talk about that later. And, and then now you see the front half of King's Landing, right? Where the Golden Company, the Golden Company, um, is all lined up. There are more crossbows, which I may add in the beginning credits. You do see them now yes. aligned on the top yes. of the thing, so it kind of fit the whole situation. Right. They're all just standing there chilling. However, what they don't know is that they are going to be fricasseed from behind. Because this is how Danny has decided to now open the front gates. Right. So the Golden Company did nothing but take up space. They they did they fired not one shot. They raised not one arrow. They used not one sword. They just basically stood there and looked nice for a couple of minutes, all nice and organized. And that's kind of what they did. They it's, they served zero purpose. She spent all of that to hire them to get them there for her own extra personal private security, and look what it did. Again, they took up space. That's how they did that. So while she's doing now flybys of all on top of all the crossbows, John and Grey Worm now lead their army through the front gates of King's Landing, only to surprise uh, Nate Treats watching. Hey, Nate, what's up? Hey, Nate. Uh, Marie, Marie Sarah's watching. Melinda Williams Valdez is watching. <laughs> all of the, uh, the, the the older people. Nate, we're doing uh, the uh, GOT review. I'm not sure if you watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, but we're talking about but it. You can, you can hang out and chill with us anyway. I mean, keep you entertained for a little bit. So, at this point, she's pretty much dismantling the walls of King's Landing. Yes. The army is flying through the city, still kind of fucking up people, the commoners. Right. And the armies of King's Landing. Of course. And this is actually where one of the scenes where Aaron Rodgers kind of gets one. This is very strange because I didn't know he was even supposed to be on the show last night. Aaron Rodgers' name was not in the credits. It was not in the credits. It was not in the credits. He must have went by his alias. I don't know, but they did show him. They had like a little extra thing afterwards, and they showed his face and what he looked like, and then they showed him running by. He may have survived if he was wearing well, his said, helmet. they said, wait a minute, they did say he helped a child or something. He was supposed to be helping a woman that they a, were attacking. A woman or a child, something. He was supposed to have taken her and... Uh, oh, Nate hasn't seen the new season yet. Uh, oh, man. Nate, Nate maybe he shouldn't be watching. Because no, we're going to tell you how the whole thing ends. Nate likes this stuff. He'll have to... Uh, even Brian O'Brien's up. What's going on, Brian? 
So at this point, like now all of the the, the war is happening. They get to a point where it's Jamie, not Jamie. Um, it's Grey Worm, it's John, and Davos mm-hmm. leading the troops around. They tried loading up the Red Keep with commoners. Right. The Hound and Arya get through, and as the Golden Army was was coming out. Jamie snuck through, yes, but was not able to get into the Red Keep. Right, so he's kind of freaking the fuck out and has to now work his way around that whole thing. Well, because they, they were waiting for the bells to ring because Jamie was supposed to go in and make her surrender, and if he made her surrender, the, they were supposed to ring the bells, and that's what Tyrion. They keep flashing back to Tyrion a thousand times, and he's got this panicked look on his face, wondering why. Um, Brian, I think you just like us, period. That's why you, you tune in. <laughs> we're, we're, we're two unforgettable faces. Just, just, just know that. But uh, they, um, but they keep showing, they keep going back to Tyrion. He has this panicked look on his face. Like, why aren't they ringing the bells? They should have been rung, you know, they should have rung them already. But he didn't know that Jamie never got in to the rest well, of the party. Jamie was late to the party. Let's just put it that way. He was late to the party. And then had to figure his way in a different way to try to figure everything out. Now, at this point, the the army, the King's Landing army, um, the golden suits, I think is what they call them, although they weren't wearing gold, very much of it at least, uh, they pretty much surrender. Mm -hmm. And there's a thousand of them lined up along the middle of the streets, um, pretty much almost to that gate of the Red Keep. Yes. And now the bells start to ring. Right. Well, you hear people. Cersei's in the parapet at the top. Yes. And all you hear is people saying, ring the bells, ring the bells, ring the bells. And the scary thing is, is that, you know, now Cersei has been watching this throughout the entire time of what is actually happening. Now, she's not exactly like in line with, you know, everything that's going on. But she just sees like these bursts of flames everywhere. And her hand, I'm pulling up his name now because I did actually save this article of all the idiots that died in the episode. Um, her hand had turned around and said to her, um, I think here's a Quyburn or Kyburn or Kyburn. whatever. Kyburn. Yes. Okay. Uh, pretty much it said to her. Um, Brian, he's working. He works. Well, yeah, he, this this late he's at work anyway. Well, it's yeah, just me and he Ricky. just actually got. He, it's he just me and Ricky about, for this like, anyway. Ten minutes ago. But um, again, we're the important ones. Yes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so he's advising her now that all the crossbows are gone, and now the Iron Fleet is gone, and she kind of like you know she bites her bottom lip and she's like, oh, don't worry, our soldiers will fight till the end. Because they're better than those cell swords that we bought. Um, they didn't get five minutes of real fucking camera time. Except for being crispy critters. So, she's kind of like... She's like in denial, like big time. Yeah. She keeps thinking that they have all of this stuff behind them and they don't anymore. Um, but he still keeps advising her, maybe we should break out and go someplace safe until this, all this shit blows over. Uh, and then the bells do actually start ringing. Which now brings up this, this like, 
Tyrion's gonna shit a brick because mm-hmm. he has no idea what the fuck's really going on. Mm-hmm. Danny gets his weird looking fucking deranged, like crying angry face kind of thing, like somebody like pinched her vagina, kind of type thing. <laughs> And is that the face you get when somebody punches your vagina? I think that's what it kind of is. is. That how it I works? think that's what it looks like. I mean, she gets that she gets that crying thing, like "ow, it hurts," but "damn, I hate you for doing it" type face. That's that. That's what I kind of caught from it. And now the no. bell, even though the bell is ringing, Danny just takes off. Gray Worm is now like something snapped in his fucking head. Mm-hmm. And he fires a spear into an unarmed army member. Like, okay. To a King's Landing guard. John is standing there and he's like, He's like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> that like, was we what should the fuck not face. be doing this stuff. And yes, he works overnights, Brian. I think we've talked about this before. Yes, we did. He works overnights. But now all hell is breaking loose because now Danny's not only burning up King's Landing. She's now burning up the Red Keep. Mm-hmm. And now Cersei is like sitting there be like, I fucked up. Damn fucked up. Ugh. Fucking bad. It was. It was. And Aaron Rodgers did become a crispy critic because I saw him get fucking burned. Like he's going to get burned later on this year. But that's <laughs> besides the point. Um... <laughs> He's going to get what he deserved earlier, just for fucking being in the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, pretty much, like, hell is happening. Uh, Quiburn finally gets Cersei out of the fucking thing yes. and goes to walk her down the stairs. Jamie's finally gotten in somehow. He's worked his way out of the city and went to go in the way that Tyrion told him. Well, there was something in between, though, with him and Euron. Well, that's what I was getting to now. Because that's how... He kind of went in the backwards He way. went in the way that Tyrion told, told him, him to, to leave. leave. That was his alternative option. Uh, and then gets met up with Euron, which I give him Who props for. Who just rises out of the water like a freaking mermaid, but that's besides the point. But you know what? I think that kind of set the tone for, like, now... The individual battle scenes yeah, that were going to happen. It's true. So Euron challenges Jamie, and they roll around like a bunch of jerks. It's not pretty. It's not the prettiest one of the fights that I've seen. Yeah, I didn't think it was anything like. Uh, I thought it was going to be like a kind of thing, and it really wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. In, in, in terminology, to the way that I kind of saw the fight, was like Hornswoggle versus the Great Collie. That's where I kind of saw it I as. just thought it would be, I anticipated like like crazy carnage, and that's not well, what that's not what happened. It was more like a, you know, roll around, find the sword, Stab you with it, roll around a little more, <laughs> find another sword, stab you with it. But the scary thing is, like, is that really Jamie got stabbed anything. more times than Euron yeah, did. It really wasn't anything like, uh, you know. It's just a little weird, though. Like, you know, you know I know Jamie's got diminished skills because he only has one hand. Yeah. But I thought that 
that Braun had fucking taught him a lot better than that from episodes and seasons past. Yeah. And to honestly tell you, Jamie did look like a bitch. He looked like a bitch. I I'm sorry. It, I, I didn't I, think it was that great. It was not that great of a fight. But Euron's now claiming because Jamie impaled him with his sword. Yeah. I'm the one that just took down Jamie Lannister. I took down the King Slayer. I took down the King Slayer. Um, but yet Jamie's still walking around. So at this point, you want to believe that before you die that you took down. Yeah, you know what? Go ahead, fucking Euron, because you're a fucking moron. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, you'll you'll understand the reason why. But you know, Euron bites the bullet. He's technically one of the first major characters for the episode that does. Yes, well, Var- Varys, Varys was, was the first, the first one, first. but I don't consider him as a main player. He's been there since day the one, deal. Varys. Since the the beginning, he's been there since the beginning. I just still, you know, again, I mean, if you don't have no fucking. I always, parts. you know what though, something about Varys is that when you first saw him, you always thought he was like slimy or like that something, like he was always up to something. He's worse. I, th- I thought he was worse than Littlefinger. To be honest, I like you always thought he he was like backstabby and slimy. But then, like as time went on, like especially in these last couple episodes, you see like he really wanted. I don't want to say like what's what's best for people. That's what <laughs> I fucking get. You from need fucking to take that thing that off. No fucking penis and no testicles. But, like... Cindy's watching, by the way, <laughs> as I said that. But you really feel like... Um, like, he really wants what's best for people, and that's why, like, he kept talking about John being on the throne. Well... I don't find... I didn't... I, okay, let's just put it this way. I don't find him as slimy now as I did when I first started watching I, the show. Again, like, I can't... I, I just can't put my finger on it, but he's not one of those likable characters. Uh... If anyone bangs a dragon in this series, uh, you know well, what they bang dragons into each other. And, dragons and my, bang into things. From my understanding, the last episode will show that so, there were there was some uh, dragon sex happening somewhere. I don't know, but uh, so now, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you you know, there's always something with you, always. Don't worry, Brian. I'll, I'll show you a good. I'll, I'll, I will get you an episode to watch, and you will. It will turn you on to watching the the whole thing. It's from season two, but it's probably I have to say the best battle scene out of all of them. Still, what Blackwater? Blackwater. The Battle of Blackwater Bay was the fucking I don't know. best I, one between the Battle of the Bastards and Blackwater. Yeah, I'm a little torn. I'm still number one is going to be Blackwater because it was just fucking set up perfectly. And the Red Wedding was pretty fucking hot too. Yeah. So. All right, whatever. Danny's still flying around, burning things and knocking over buildings with the wings of the dragon. Many of many innocent people are getting hurt still. Fried from the freaking dragon. Fricassee, they're going to be on the next uh, version of the uh, KFC. Slash, um, I don't know what other, uh, Popeye's menu. But now Cersei and her guards, along with the mountain, okay, are walking down the stairs. And the staircase, or the walls of the staircase, the ceilings, whatever, start to crumble. crumble. And the mountain covers Cersei and Kyburn. 
And the other guys are just, like, weirded out. There's still, like, like five of them. Well, they got crushed. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, wait, the dragon, the dragon. The dragon knocked the walls down, but they were still walking around miraculously. And here comes the hound. Mm -hmm. But before he goes walking up those stairs, he tells Sansa to hit the bricks. Arya. Arya, to hit the bricks. All right? That he's going to take care of what he's got to take care of, but Cersei will get her due somehow. See, the only thing that bothered me about that whole scene is that Arya went with him there to kill Cersei. That was her main thing. And she had this conversation with him and didn't even put up a fight when he told her to just leave. Like, he kind of said to her, like, you know, it's over, it's done, you can't do this, you can't be like me, you need to just leave. And she went, okay, and said goodbye to him, and that was kind of it. Like, she didn't even put up a fight. And I thought she would because she's been, like, a stubborn, a real stubborn bitch since yeah, she, day one. Yeah, pretty much. You know? By the way, that was Karasu asking me if we were doing the show tomorrow, and I just lied to him and told him we were doing it tonight. Uh, <laughs> don't have to deal with that. Uh, so, uh, pretty much now, the Hound is there, Arya breaks out, and he slices and dices the fucking Queen's army the Queen's guards, like, nothing. Now, these were supposed He's to be, like... on a mission. There was supposed to be, like, a lot of high-level fucking guards that were protecting the Queen, and they were, like, cut down, like, foot soldiers. Yeah, I know. Kyburn is fucking, like, flipping out, because now all of those guards have been fucked up, and he keeps telling the Mountain, protect your Queen, protect your Queen. Right. And not only does he get fucking head bashed into the wall. Mountain just takes him and goes, whoops. Fucking And you just see the whole back of his head, like, explode. And his eye, you even see his eyes get fucking, like, extremely, like, blood red. But it was good, though. And (laughs) he's just laying there like a limp fucking noodle at that point. He's done. He was done. Cersei's like, you know what? I'm thinking I'm just going to fucking She kind of snuck right past them like she was like, okay, done here. And was like, okay, I'm leaving. And she was gone. That was it. Nobody tried to stop her. She just walked right past them. And and, and now that set the, the battle that we were a right. lot, for a long time waiting for. Right. Um, When they met last season for their little powwow for when they were going to try to put together all the forces to go against the Night King... And the uh, White Walkers, the two of them did stare each other down. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like, okay, this is going to happen. We just don't know when. Now this fight happens. But they keep transitioning away from it, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. Because you want to see this fight, like, just go straight through. Well, because people have been waiting for it forever. We've and, been talking about this for how many seasons now? And they kept fucking panning away to fucking Danny burning up everybody. Well, yeah, well, because it was a big, important part of the thing. And I know the behind the scenes with this was kind of actually pretty cool because they said that when they filmed the scene, right, they were in pretty tight quarters. Yes. Like, they had like eleven cameras. They were literally and they on a really, staircase. They were on the staircase filming. They really had a lot of issues from all the different angles trying right. to, to to do everything. So it was kind of a, a really great scene. But in a scene. way, I liked how they filmed it, though, because it was very close to them. 
And it was like you, I don't want to say like you were there, but it was almost like, you know, instead of having stuff so far away and seeing it from so far away, when you see it as close as you see it, it's almost like you're standing there watching it, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there were a lot of cool blows. Uh, Hound gets in a lot of great shots, but they were very ineffective. Every time he stabbed him, it did nothing. He ran his sword into him, even had issues doing that afterwards. And he not only pulls the sword out after he threw the hound he down just, the like, stairs. He just laughed at him. Like it was but he thing. rips off his, his armor. Yeah. And they did a fantastic fucking job. makeup job on him. I know they did. And I felt bad because they said he had to wear this stuff for like 10 hours. Which was amazing. I know. That he was doing this for like the 10 hours. And... I gotta tell you, the makeup job was fucking yeah, it phenomenal. Was amazing with him. He did not look anything close to being human, which was well, great. The thing that freaked me out was like again in earlier episodes when the mountain fought um Berian? No. Oberian? Uh, yeah. Oberon. Oberon. Um the way Oberon died, if you've not seen the episode, was that the mountain put his fingers in his eyes and squished basically exploded his head. And he put the hounds up against the wall and started to do the same thing. Like, he put his fingers right in his eyes and you saw his eyes start to, like, burst. And then he somehow got a little... Th- and shoved it through the mountain's eyes. Well, here's the, uh, the sheer irony for uh, that. Which was the fact that Arya said she was going to do that to him yes. back in, like, season, season three. three. And he kind of remembered that whole thing. Right. She I don't know if he had like put a it mental... through his eye and make it come out the back of his skull or something. She said. And he legitimately did it. Yeah. And then again, his vision wasn't like a hundred percent. Well, he only had one eye left. And he pretty much says, "Fuck this." He runs the mountain through the wall into a huge fiery. Which, again, was at one point the way that he said, you know, that was one of my fears because my brother had pushed my face into a fire. Well, the mountain did that to him when he was young. He pushed his face over the fire, and that's why the the hound always had those scars. So he always said, if I'm going to die, I'm going to end up dying in fire. I just know it. So when he fell through the side of the tower and they went down all that way, they landed in this giant fire pit, and it kind of, like, that kind of ended his, like... They keep calling it an arc. Like, you know, when you keep going back to these things. But it's, it's like, it kind of means that, like, he came full circle. I just find it as, like, a little bit of, like, sheer irony, though. Like, a lot of characters are dying. Like, for example, the, the mound got the fucking, yes. the dagger in the eye. Right. That was something Arya said. Right. Um, there was always that part of, the the, the fire god or the god of light or whatever. Right. And now, the hound had to deal with that with, um... The, the bandits, the group right. of bandits. He dealt with it there. He dealt with it with the, the high priest when the, right. he got rescued after Arya kind right. of fucked him up. And now now this. So it's death by I fire. You, I mean, the fire thing kind of came around full circle. A little weird. Okay. Jamie makes it back now into the castle. Mm-hmm. The castle is still tremendously fucked up. Meets up with Cersei, Cersei in the same place that he, that left, he her. left her. Yes. Here comes more sheer irony because that's the return to the fucking map room or whatever they fucking wanted mm-hmm. to call it. 
Um, they have their ceremonious reunion, and Jamie's like, all right, I'm going to get you the fuck out of here. Right. But now they pan away from that, and they go back to the streets, where Arya is now finally somehow miraculously leaving the, the castle, and she's running through, and she's trying to save people, and a building falls and knocks her out. Right. Okay, so now they pan kind of back to Jamie and Cersei running through the castle, Danny flying around, John fighting in the streets, still trying to figure out what the fuck's going right. on, even though he's trying not to cause any mass chaos. Right. Arya wakes up. Right. All bloody. The girl, like, could never die. Black eyes. The girl could, like, never exactly. die. Exactly. She's been getting killed over and over again since the beginning. <laughs> so now she gets up and she's trying to save more people. Right. And every time she tries to save people, people die. Yes. It's the the weird irony of a hero where you're well, trying to keep saving the same people over and over again. They, and they keep, keep saying something up. about her being like the death, you know, like that death surrounds her everywhere she goes. I don't know. And it's always the same two people, though. That woman, a woman, the woman and the, 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 and girl the little girl that they, she was trying to save earlier. Yes. They would try to get into the Red Keep and they couldn't do it. And they kept. I, I think they could have just kept trying to push that with for the some reason. same woman, and but the they same gave girl. no reason though no. for what those two characters no. were. So finally, she goes, "If you don't stay, if you stay here, you're gonna die. You need to get say, you need to go somewhere else." And Danny does a flyover, and it's another fricassee of that. And now in your brain, you're sitting there, and you're like, "Fuck!" Now Arya just got fried, fucking worse than a fucking potato chip, and. And again, she's fine. There, she's fine again. She wakes up and she's still but that lady, bloody. But, but now that she, lady and that little girl. Yeah, with the, the white horse. With the white horse got fried. Um, but she, now she's white and bloody, um, like ashy white. Yeah. You know, something you would normally use probably like cocoa cream for. But yeah, that was kind of a little uh, fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, John has now by then evacuated his troops from the thing, and it's Arya standing in the middle of King's Landing. By herself. By herself. Nobody else is there. And she turns to the right, and there is the ceremoniously white horse, Mm -hmm. which they have now said is compared to the white horse in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Okay. A movie that you refuse to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they not only have given that whole thing there. Well, not only that, but the little girl had the little white horse. Had was carrying this little white horse through this whole time that they were trying to. Mm-hmm. She was trying to help them escape. That little girl had that little white horse. So it this significance to the white horse, and I think we probably at some point will know what it meant. Like you know, maybe. But But at some point, though, now, the episode ends with Arya mounting the white horse and riding out of King's Landing. And this is where, like, at this point, the listing of the now... The only thing we didn't talk about was Jaime left with Cersei. Yes. Right? And Tyrion had told them that there was, you know, there was those underground tunnels where all the dragons skulls were that they had you know they had gone down there before so he had said to them if you just keep going down keep going down keep going down um 
And when you get to the bottom, there's going to be a tunnel. The tunnel will take you to the lifeboat. The lifeboat will make you leave. So that was the way we had talked about before that Jamie had got in into King's Landing. He had done it in reverse. So he thought if he took her down there, this was their last chance to leave, that they were going to be able to leave. But by then, the city had crumbled so bad that all their access ways to get out were blocked. They were, everything was blocked. So... And this is the spoiler thing that everybody was yelling about all day today, okay? Is that supposedly, okay, quotation marks, supposedly they are claiming in that scene Jamie had his real hand. Now, I don't think... Okay, I I have watched the episode now four times, Mm -hmm. okay? I've rewound that entire scene and watched it in slow-mo... The only real hand that he has is his left one. And that's that was the real one, not the one that had the golden hand. Not hands. the golden hand, okay? Let's get this straight, okay? If I had fucking ultra zoom on his right hand the entire time, it will show that it was his iron, his golden his hand. His golden hand, not, not his, his regular real hand. One. So they're standing there and she's, you know, and she said I want us and I want the baby to live. Don't, you know, don't let them, don't let them kill me. You know, I don't want to die now. So they're standing there and they're hugging each other. And he realizes that there's really no way for them to get out. And the ceilings start to collapse and the kids coming towards them and coming towards them. And all of a sudden there was a giant collapse and then they're gone. So we assume that they're dead. Like, I mean, there's really no other assumption. They're, they're dead. Um, I was also telling you before that I had read something which I found to be a little ironic. Um, so yesterday, obviously, was Mother's Day. So, um, you know, the whole storyline with Cersei is that everything that she did was for her children. You know, like, her whole existence was around her kids, around them being powerful, around them, you know, taking care of them. About Everything that she did was for her children. Um, so it was kind of ironic that when she died, she died on Mother's Day. But what I also found ironic is that her father, Tywin, um, who, you know, was also father of the year because, you know, of all of the horrible yes. things that he did to his children. Um, the episode where Tywin dies, where Tyrion shoots him while he's on the toilet with the with the crossbow mm-hmm. was aired on Father's Day. So it's kind of like, you know, you say to yourselves, you know, the two parents of the year. Um, one died on, the mother died on Mother's Day, and Father of the Year died on Father's Day. So, I, it was a well-planned out thing on the writer's part, that, uh, they both died on those significant days, let's just put it that way. So now let's add the now significant people to the death list. Let's go. You have Varys, who was fried by the dragon. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You now have Euron Greyjoy, who was killed by Jamie. Who was killed by Jamie? Okay, so at this point, I do see now the other half of the Iron Fleet coming down. Well, I mean, Yara has them. Yara has that now. So at some point, Yara's going to end up showing her fealty to, it's the, possible. to the thing. Fishman uh, just popped in. All right. Uh, you have Kyburn, who got yeah. his head smashed and fucking flung yes. by the mountain. He's another fucking crispy critter done. Yep. Um, I don't know why they consider this guy as a major character, but Harry Strickland, who was the captain of the Golden Company, 
He uh he he bought the bullet a little bit. I don't see how he was a major character. We only saw him what twice. Yeah, you well, you see him when he walks into King's Landing as the hire. So again, twice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> twice prior I think you, to last night. You see right? him leading the, the troops out and then just standing outside. Yeah. I uh, then you also have now Jamie and Cersei. They're done. They get crushed. Yes. And then the Hound in the Mountain. The Hound in the Mountain. Uh, the the Almighty Johnny Cash line, Pit of Fire. Boom, done. So the numbers. See ya. So the, they're dwindling. Yeah, the major characters are dwindling. But again, I don't it's see how really. that freaking uh, captain guy is is still yeah, a, a major piece either. He just makes no sense. I don't know. So basically, now it's the celebration of Danny torching King's Landing in the Red Keep for next week's episode. Uh John in the preview looks miserable. Well, Danny's walking out to a crowd of where all of the uh, Grey Worm and fucking uh, Dothraki and the other fuckers are. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much that. Oh, and then you get to see the sad faces, faces of uh, Arya and Sansa somehow, miraculously, in the, well, uh, the final preview. I'm hoping that they go back there. I was hoping that they didn't end off, leave Sansa, and then that was the end of it. Like, I'm hoping that there's something that's going to tie them all together at the but end. But you also see Tyrion's face, who's kind of like a little standing there and confused. Like, he has, like, at this point, he really has no fucking clue well, what's going on. At this point, all we know is that Danny's fucking crazy at this point. And uh, I think it's going to, I think it's going to hurt her. I really think that that's going to. I think someone's going to try to offer. It's just fucking nuts. Like, I don't know. But it leaves a lot of questions for Sunday's episode at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on HBO. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, we decided to not do, like, more than an hour episode. Yeah. So if you feel like we kind of flied through and you want to leave comments on this later on, go right ahead. Feel free. Uh, we'll be back Thursday night. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on Facebook for the regular Pain Train Pipe Bomb episodes. Uh, you can actually catch our show on Mile High Radio at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard, IPM at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, and don't forget to check out a show that I have been pushing for months now, Me and My Stereo, which airs every Sunday on the Bedroom Radio page as well as 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Mile High Radio. Yes. And the guys from Me and My Stereo, shout out to Alex and Derek. You guys have been doing a fucking tremendous yep. job. You guys rock. And uh, we keep pushing every week. There's always a new adventure out there somewhere. So until next week, we will catch you guys. Well, until Thursday. What the fuck am I Thursday. saying? Thursday. Catch you guys later. This is from Pain Train Pipeball. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did doing it for you. Please join the crew for our next broadcast, whether it's on Facebook, MileHighRadio.com, IPMNation.com, or even our YouTube channel. Don't forget to visit RedBubble.com or Shop.SpreadShirt.com forward slash Pain Train Pipe Bomb for our show merchandise. Thanks on behalf of Ricky, Jimmy, Melissa, me, and the Pain Train Pipe Bomb Army.